0: Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. And let me tell you, this is not this has never been more important than it is right now, with the coronavirus, having a quarter of Americans under quarantine, and people being afraid and anxiety getting ramped up, and all sorts of things, and certainly people being physically sick. We need inspiring people that treat humans as the beautiful human beings that they are. And today, I am bringing you a a coach and a mentor of women leaders. Her name is Susie Carroll. I met her just via email. She got introduced to me to be on the show. We talked right like two seconds before I hit record. So our podcast is the very first time we meet, which is how usually I like most of my guests that come on the show. That said, she's an awesome person. Her and I had some similarities in uh growing up, and we talk about that. And this is a great episode. I hope you enjoy. So, Susie, thank you for joining the Golden Rule Revolution. How are you?
1: I'm doing great this morning. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. So you
0: I love your website and I love your mission—inspiring, mission-driven women and leaders. What a cool tagline and mission that you're on!
1: Thank, thank you. Well, and I have to tell you, I love your tagline about uh, gain power to make social change for people who are difference makers. I love that difference makers.
0: Oh, thank you. Well here we are then Difference Makers United <laughs> on a podcast. This is great. Tell me, how did you get in
1: your journey? Oh my goodness. That is such a twisty, turny, long, um, excursion I've been on. Um, but I landed where I am at now. Um, I, I owned a brick and mortar store, a uh, nutrition and wellness center, and I sold it and I took a year long sabbatical with the, um, focus of unwinding from my busyness habits. Mm, And I thought I was going to take a month off. That was my original idea. I just wanted to take a month off. That sounded amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I had this crazy dream one night and I woke up in the morning and I went, Oh, I'm going to take an entire year off. So that's what I did. And I'd already started to unwind from my busy habits to a certain extent, but I set an intention for the year to really learn how to, what I wanted was to be able to just be with myself without distraction. Mm. And my going back many, many decades, I was raised by a um, mother with narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole life has played out because of that in a manner where I did everything I possibly could to avoid my emotions and my drug of choice was busyness. It was a busyness addict. So I honestly thought um, I'd take my year-long sabbatical, and um, I'm certified as a nutritionist, nutrition and wellness consultant. And I was going to go back to that. But during my sabbatical year, I was having all these conversations, random conversations with women. Every single woman I talked to was overwhelmed. Hmm. And so this body work just began to emerge.
0: Beautiful um i didn't know uh, uh, let's deviate for a second <clears throat> you and i both share that i um also was raised in a narcissist house and ah. and it's prevalent i don't think i don't think a lot of people talk about it but i have all these books um why does he do that um by Lundy buncraft all these different books and for the it, and i was searching because in, like instead of busyness and it, yeah, only getting validated when we achieve or we do and exactly. we make that person look good and, you know, perform. Mm-hmm. But I also internalized the pain and at the age of 20, I attempted suicide and then never you did too. Yeah. I did too. And it was age 20. Oh my gosh. I got chills. Yep. I got chills. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that never left me that i was suicidal all the way up till um two years ago actually when i finally went to an emotional intelligence leadership training and and processed it but hearing what you're saying i think so many people are burning out because of just unhealthy habitats or relationships at an early age and then it's we don't know, like we get to this point sometime in our life where like we're exhausted, we're not happy. We, we like for me, I, I hit my wife and I went to ad agency and we hit every financial goal that we set out. And it was still, for me, it was empty. Yeah. Um, And not saying it wasn't empty for her. It was more my driving. Like we got to get to this. And when I hit these things, it was like, this is it, this is nothing. And, and I was still left with myself. And so I just want to share that is I understand you get to this place and it's like, okay.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, I know very few. In fact, I could probably count them on one hand of people I've come across with who have um, arrived in later adulthood unscathed. Hmm. All of us, whether you, maybe we, we had a really wonderful childhood, but then we had a, a relationship that was damaging. Um, so yeah, the the work I do, so this is great conversation. So the work I do is so born out of all the experiences I went through and the richness that I've seen in my own life as I began to peel all those layers away. So the, the analogy I use is, you know, we're born into this world with an empty suitcase. Hmm. And then the, our guardians, our, our parents, media, um, these days, social media, um, how, we, you know, how we're supposed to show up and how we're supposed to look and what we're supposed to be doing. We're filling that suitcase up with everything from outside sources. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 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 I know you know that. Yeah. And
0: when there's no, um so interesting we're talking about this right now. I had no idea we were going to talk about this, but <laughs> when it's not, growing up in a narcissist house, being a child of that, our cups are never full. We never get our cups full. It's, and what we are left with is confusion, fear, um, prolific people-pleasing because you're never sure like what, when something's going to go off and you're <laughs> hyper alert. And then we crave love, and then that craving of love leads to this path of pain typically because we're feeling things that the void was created way earlier that, you know, they, they can never satiate. And do you find that?
1: Oh goodness. That's what drove me my whole entire life was, so, you know, it's a self doubt, not enough, never doing enough. I'm never enough. And everything I did was to fulfill my unmet need, which was I just wanted to be appreciated and loved. Yes. So I volunteered everywhere. I said yes to everything. I was, I gave 200% of myself to make sure everybody else was happy. And then you throw in, um, codependency. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. In fact, an episode just released today, um,
0: on the golden rule revolution. My wife and I did an episode for the very first time together. We talked about our journey and talked about the codependency that we had. And when we both have been on this journey of healing and, um, yeah,
1: Yes, yeah, beautiful when you can do it together. My husband and I are on this journey together as well. And we went through a very bumpy patch, oh, uh, three and a half years ago. Mm. And I didn't think we were going to make it. Yeah. He was extraordinary, really stepped up to plate. And we separated for six months in order to see ourselves clearly. Mm. And let me tell you, there was one, t- um, We we were both working with different people, but People to guide us through this, yeah. and it was suggested that we have no contact for a month, mm. which was hard. I mean, everything is intertwined, so that took some work. But that month, for for both of us, but you know, I'm going to talk about myself here, was profound because I really saw my codependence addiction show mm. up, and it was unnerving and it was unsettling, but the most important messages in here, I saw it. And when you start to see your stuff, yeah, yeah, then you can start to change it.
0: uh, It's so cool. I'm so glad we're talking about this. (laughs) I I went to this um, leadership emotional intelligence training down in San Diego and and then my wife ended up going down there. And it was there that we learned, I, I grew up in a religious house and I think this narrative of, you know, Two halves make a whole narrative is is incredibly um it, it's dangerous, it it leads to victimhood, it leads to all this stuff. And down at the training, they're like, no, one in one, you're whole humans, and one in one makes three. And the third is the relationship. So you both get Ooh. to choose into you being both whole human beings, healthy as on your own, and then what you create together is the third. And it was eye-opening and beautiful and powerful. And my wife and I, we talked about this on the episode that it really changed everything for us that we didn't have to work on our marriage. I mean, we went through a bumpy patch too. I caused a lot Mm -hmm. of pain. I was, I was a wrecking ball of, because I was so obsessed with whatever I could to get validation and that Mm -hmm. some really bad things. But, and um, when her and I worked on each other, our relationship became so powerful in a way that I could have never even conceived of right and it's cool to hear your story too where once you see it you're like whoa this happens everywhere how many people yeah. are stuck and I'm sure that's what you're finding like a lot of women it, stuck in these places
1: well and, and women men um it, yeah. it, you know that I'm on the other side it, it really does make me sad, you know, especially when I'm looking at relationships and it's, um, there's just this tone of complacency and status quo that's, that's taken, um, over and, Mm. you know, where you get, and this is part of that busyness thing, this culture we're living in where everybody is moving so fast. In fact, I was thinking about this this morning that we we live in this culture where everything is about now. We want it now. We can order something online. We get it now. We can text somebody. We want a response now. But what is completely lost is that piece of living in the now. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah. How? So tell me more about your journey of like that month separation and like how. Where well, did you go from there.
1: You know, I had, um, I had created space in my life. So, my idea for that year was not to be traveling, wasn't to be pulling every weed in my, mm-hmm. in my garden. Um, it wasn't to be volunteering everywhere. In fact, it was just the opposite. I, it was a year to strengthen my no muscles. So, I learned how to say no. Um, for the most part, people were really respectful of my decision. Um, but what happened during that year, the first three months, especially the first three months, you, know, you tell somebody I took a sabbatical like oh my god that must have been amazing Like, no <laughs> it was so hard because I cleared everything off my plate I was, I was fortunate I'm in a financial position where I could take a year without any financial concerns whatsoever mm-hmm. the only responsibility I really had was to my relationships and to my well-being so you know showers eat healthy that sort of thing yeah. I was still overwhelmed mm. So from that perspective, it really became clear that overwhelm, overwhelm is largely an emotional state. Mm. And I was feeling overwhelmed because of my, my self-doubt. And my, my friends are all out, out there, they're doing stuff, they're getting up, they're going to the office, they're creating stuff, they're accomplishing things. And mm. I would come to the end of the day and I hadn't accomplished anything. And I too am, um, mm. I struggle with depression. so yeah so that was without the drive of accomplishing so that was another thing I realized Um, men as well but women um, because I work with women I speak to women but uh, women have a very skewed sense of how much they can accomplish in a day Hmm. Um, and I think probably anybody raised in that narcissistic environment probably does too because we're we're setting up to prove ourselves every single day
0: Yes. yes yeah
1: Yeah. So that became really clear. Um, and I, I didn't know what made me happy anymore. Hmm. I, I, you know, part of me, I, I realized, you know, I'm still, I was still kind of stuck back in my early twenties when it was all about fun and thinking that I should be out there doing stuff and super social and, Come to find out, I'm actually I'm I'm one-on-one social and small group social. I don't even like that. So why is it I'm thinking I need more of that in my life? You know, <laughs> we're such I don't know. We're human beings. We're so darn crazy. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is um, isn't that funny. Like once you don't have to, once you to once that relief. Of or release of I have to be doing this is gone. Then you look at it like I don't actually like doing the things I was doing. right I, we had um we had up to 12 full time employees at our company, and my wife and I I got to this point where I was like, What am I do- I don't like any <laughs> I don't like any of this. I mean it was really a transformational set. I mean, so we gave them all two and a half months notice or like hey, And they knew I was, I was going through a lot of emotional stuff, but yeah, once you realize you don't have to, and then it's like, well, what do I want to do? What do I, what do I want to do? And
1: that is what that the sabbatical year was for me. So Mm -hmm. I feel I've been really fortunate in my life that people have shown up exactly when I need them. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I took my sabbatical, and I'll never forget, it was nine years ago, I was sitting on a couch over at a friend's house for a, a pre-wedding celebration, and I was sitting with a friend of mine who's um, very wise, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, anything that comes after a should is a lie. Wow,
0: that's anything good. That
1: come, yeah, anything that comes after I should is a lie. And I just, it's like somebody just popped a yummy brownie in my mouth. I was just (laughs) chewing on that going, oh my gosh, never thought about that before. So um, I'd already started to Mm. integrate that concept into my life. My sabbatical year, how I rewired my brain, so to speak, was Mm. anytime I heard myself say, I should, I have to, I need to, I would follow it with, hit the pause button and say well what is it I want mm. and one of the things I learned was it doesn't take much to shift you, have you heard that analogy I think it's called that the, the one-degree shift where oh. a, a ship sets out like a you know big freighter and it, it adjusts its course by one degree and in a couple hundred miles it's off I can't remember how many degrees but it's changed direction substantially and I think uh, my feeling is as humans, we feel that if we're going to make a change in our life, it has to be massive, hmm. but we can actually make massive changes by making little one degree shifts. So that simple little shift of asking myself, what is it I want? Often it was, I, I just want to go outside and go for a walk. Hmm. I yeah. go outside and go for a walk. And it could even be just five minutes and I come back and my, my whole self has changed.
0: That's Simplicity. Good yeah simplicity yeah
1: um
0: it's so it's cool how life happens It's like I got reached you work with someone who reached out to me I read your website I'm like yeah this um because I get reached out to a lot and a lot of people that are pitching to be on podcasts it's very business focused they're like you know and I saw it I'm like okay I got your vibe as human <laughs>
1: Yay! and it was really
0: beautiful you're you're now hearing your story. What the shooting is really, that's a really good, I I heard um, at this training, they say, don't shoot on yourself. Everyone's over themselves. Right. And, and there was one of the exercises on day one or two that was so transformational for me. And this was two years. This is a little over two years ago, but I, it, if ever there was a born again experience that I had in my life, it was at this thing that was zero spiritual zero void of like any narrative. It was just love and healing and experiencing going back into the most painful places and then putting words to those places, which was so profoundly powerful. Um, But they did this exercise and said, list everything in detail, what you have to do Monday morning and be as specific as possible. And they say, and say, I have to. So we'd go through, I have to, I have to, I have to. And then they say, um, change it with the same thing, but change it with, I choose to. And that was like, Oh, Ooh, that's that's good. Good. And they said, I get to, I get to do these things. That was even better. And then they're like, now add, um, uh, add a sense of spirituality to this and say, I'm blessed to. And it was interesting. My perspective, how I felt, I, it felt like when I was saying that I have to, the things felt way bigger than me and heavy. I have to, and then it was like, I have to overcome adversity. I wrote a book that I don't even talk about anymore. Titled Everyone Has a Plan Till Get Punched in the Face. And it was all about overcoming adversity and just this like life is a grind. <laughs> and that's how it felt in my life. Like every day I have to go out and attack again and and summon up the courage to go back out. But when they did that exercise and it was I have to, then I choose to, then I get to, then I bless you. By the time I said I'm blessed to, the things that I talked about felt so small. Like I could pick oh. them up and toss them or discard them. Like I don't have to do anything i and i don't have to do anything i could do you know i am a free soul a free human being and that yeah. was profound so it's cool to hear you say someone to say i've never heard of it said like that anything after should is a lie and it truly is because the truth is you can do whatever you want
1: right absolutely yeah so that was you now there there's such a, a, a beautiful example of it sounds you know, especially from our world of where it, we're always struggling with not enough, right. that something so small could be so profound. And Stop. it is, and it's, it's, um, yeah, you know, I, I share it widely because I think it's so amazing. And when I'm working with people, it's, we all always work on that. It's a, it's an aware, it's an exercise in awareness. mindful. Yeah. If you bring that into mindfulness awareness, you, you're, you'll shift.
0: That's right. That's beautiful. Yeah. Do you, do you find Working with women, I work predominantly with men.
1: Oh, so okay. I,
0: to, um, so I help men understand that they're the first time they were wounded, and this goes for all of humanity, but I, I want to get your perspective on the female side and, and the male perspective I'm going to share. But the feminine and masculine energies, everyone associates with gender, which those have nothing to do with gender, just the feminine energy receives and the masculine energy gives. And that – There's this balance that we must stay in. But our ability as humans to receive love when we first got hurt by someone who should have loved us, we learned early on that receiving, quote unquote, love is not safe. Yes. And so then we keep trying to take whatever we can to satiate, like you and I, like striving so hard to satiate this really void of, we just wanted to be loved. Right. so for women, what, what have you found causes their
1: yeah out of balance?
0: I guess that's so, the way to say it. Yeah,
1: um, I can so speak to this. Women are innately nourishers, givers, and pleasers. Mm. And then we're also socialized to be nourishers, givers, and pleasers. Nowhere in our – I'm going to use the word training, for lack of a better word, but nowhere in our training – has anyone ever asked us what we need? Hmm. We're we're innately wired to give and nurture, which yes. is beautiful. Yes. But we're doing it to the detriment of our well-being and in the in the business world what I really see is, um, is women are showing up really harnessing I have this I call it the six principles of soul-centered success and women easily harness that the top three which is compassion connection and contribution that hmm. women really struggle with clarity, conviction and confidence, yeah. especially that confidence. Yeah, piece. That's right. yeah. Yeah. So I think both for men and women establishing yeah. that, that layer of clarity, which is really looking at how we've been socially conditioned yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: so yeah. we can, we can see that and then start self conditioning whole different thing. Social conditions, outside self-conditioning is inside. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a, cha- it's, what is it as an adult to do this? It's, it's work. That's what people need to understand, right? It's work. It's not like there's no simple fix. There's no, um, it takes work. It takes daily, like you said, mindfulness and awareness and to say, like, we're we're Jewish home. And so one of the things, in Judaism, the very first prayer before you even get out of bed, which is such a beautiful concept is a prayer called the Moadani, which says, Mm -hmm. I'll just, um, paraphrase it. It says, I think, um, I thank you for returning my soul within me with compassion and loving kindness, like Mm -hmm. to be thankful that our breath is back in our lungs. That's the very first thing to give gratitude for. And I love it. And I have not missed once I started really getting more in practice with that. I've not missed the morning probably for two and a half years saying that every morning. And that's just getting out of That's before you even get out of bed. And then that, the day happens. And what I tell guys and, and people is it takes a lot of work to do the self-conditioning Definitely. because you're not just um, dealing with now forward, you're dealing with your origin up till now and trying to yeah. re new pathways and all these things. So can you share just an expectation for people listening, the work involved?
1: Ah, hmm. Well, first of all, it's different for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Second, you, you're ready for the work when you're ready for the work. Mm. I, um, that's good. Yeah. Um, third, I feel like this is something you don't do alone. So I have, um, in my life, I gathered up uh, nine years ago, a group of women. There's four of us, and we meet every single month. And we've been doing this for nine years. So I have this support group. Um, And then it's, I love this term, compassionate awareness. Mm. Because I feel like this work really comes from, Looking at, we can often know where we need to go by where we're judging ourselves the hardest. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, good. and then it's that's looking good. at that with compassionate awareness and asking questions. Well, where did this come from? Why, why do I feel this way? And that's where everything really starts As you have just, you know, maybe it seemed just an inkling of something's off. Mm. And then there is an element of courage too that to go, to step in, turn towards these dark places takes extraordinary amount of courage. Yes. Yes. And as you know, it can be so hard. And there's layers. I just went through another huge layer in in the spiritual world. It would be called a dark night of the soul. I just went Mm -hmm. through that towards Mm -hmm. the end of this year. And Mm -hmm. and I'm on the other side now, and I have this another layer of beautiful richness because of that, but Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel.
0: That's beautiful. Courage is so. Courage is everything. It's everything. I I say on another podcast I host called The Vulnerable Hero, and it's geared just for men predominantly, um, is I define vulnerability as having the courage to experience love in its purest form.
1: Mm. I believe
0: love, we've, we've bastardized this concept of love, but the word love means to give in hebrew it is a hava which means to give so love always gives that's how nature is nature mm-hmm. is in the cycle of giving and it's constantly giving and regenerating and replenishing our universe is the very essence is always giving expansion love yes so it's not even a spiritual too much of a spiritual concept to understand that love is in the air when you <laughs> step through and have the courage to face that which you're afraid of most you'll find you'll have so much more self-love on the other side of facing down your fear and and i was talking to my wife about this in this episode that aired today is the lack of self-love i believe is directly correlated to the lack of courage and so we will when we're courageous we'll feel more proud of ourselves we'll feel like wow i did that (laughs) you know like that's a I can do more things. What else can I do? And the more courage that we step into, the more self-love that we will have for ourselves. And I really truly believe that when we can encourage each other as humans to step in and face those,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the void, the darkness, the emptiness, the, the things that we're most afraid of, and then realize, wait, we're the light. We're, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait a minute, I'm the light. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing to this darkness. Like, I'm the light.
1: Yeah, I had, so, um, I think you'll relate to this. I'm going to just be full out last week. So, you know, I, I I never want to, um, get, I I don't want people to think I've got it all figured out and I, I no longer struggle with not feeling like I'm not enough issues or self doubt. They're still there. They don't have the grip that they used to on me but I still have my moments. Mm. So last week when I got the, the email that, you, that it was through your scheduling thing that the episode had been canceled. Yes. This is before your email came explaining you were sick. So the first thing that hit me was, oh, he's gone to my website and seen that I'm like a nobody. <laughs> mm. That's where I went. However, I caught that. And I'm pretty intuitive. I actually had the sense, oh, I, I wonder if he's sick, because everybody's sick. And yeah, yeah. sure enough, not 30 seconds later, I get this email from you've got this, this sore throat. Yeah. But that was where I went. And when you're doing the work, it's not that it goes away, but you are able to recognize when you're triggered much quicker. Yes. You're able to... Um, Take a look at it. I, I have this um, other saying I love to share with people, and it, it actually comes from the Course of Miracles. Above all else, let me see this differently. So mm. I use it. I say, how can I see this differently? Yes. And so that, that's what I did. It's like, okay, I caught it. Oh, boy, is that ever my not enough stish, stuff? Mm. And then, oh, wait a minute, you know? Actually, I think my, my website tells who I am and if that's not who they want then that's all right I'm okay with that
0: yeah so exactly. it was
1: this little process but I pivoted really fast and then a couple days later there was a few other things I, I love life it's just you know uh, the randomness you know how things just come up and I had this um, experience and and then it just I, I had this feeling of of being with a person and I could feel it was almost like this energetic back and forth like mm. uh, The visual would be taffy. You know how you're pulling taffy yeah, back and forth. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, but a bit more buzzy than that and then what ch- Washed over me. It's like oh in regards to not enough stuff. Oh, wait a minute The gifts in me enhance the gifts in you mm, yes. The gifts in you enhance the gifts in me That's right. and it's not that I'm less than or better than it's that you have this specific spice that's mm-hmm. beautiful. I have this specific this, 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 me specific spice that's beautiful, yeah. and yeah. it it we bring that all together. And I think that brings it back to kind of what you were saying: one plus one equals
0: yeah three. three three yeah yeah. And that's I what you just shared. I think it's such a beautiful example of compassion. Truly, to say this is what one of the things I proclaiming hammering home preaching I don't know <laughs> what the right terminology is for it but if I grew up in your house would I be any different than you and if you grew up in my house would you be any different than me if we grew up in Donald Trump's house would we be any different than him who there's not a person on planet earth that could say that truly what they've gone through and what I've gone through are different which have uniquely made them
1: which yeah. is uniquely
0: made me, and then when we see the uniqueness that each of us bring to the table, I use Donald Trump as an example because he 's so polarizing,, yes. and yet god, i'm so thankful i didn't have to grow up in that house because oh. you, you know, who knows I know what I grew up with, and it was led me to try to kill myself, I mean, God forbid that it's something worse, and so we can accentuate and bring the flavor and the beauty out of each other when we have compassion and see that, that we're not less than, we're, we're code journeying together on this.
1: Oh, I love that. We're code journeying together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I feel like my personal journey, um, unlike so many others is it's been fraught with, um, some really huge hard stuff, but it's been perfect for me. Hmm. When I sit where I'm at right now, I go, wow. Had those things not happened, I would not have learned what I know now. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, which is helping other people, uh, so to speak, empty their suitcase so they can fill it up with who they are.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. All the, all the pain turned into that beautiful purpose that you are serving. And it, Really, for whatever anyone's going through, whatever negative that we've experienced, there is the positive to impact other people. And when we can shift away from being so self-focused and really serve focused or servant focused, serving focused, yeah, we see that the pain that we've gone through is actually the gift that we've experienced to give to other people.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah. and
0: really, if someone has an experience, this is where religion becomes such a, dangerous trapping or any spiritual teaching when the spiritual teacher just pontificates a perfect um, yeah perfected message and presents the image of holiness and not humanity then Mm -hmm. it makes people feel less than and then that person has the answer and it creates this like really dangerous dichotomy in our social structure as opposed to everything. We're just human. We've all gone through pain. We've all lived and we can co-journey and, and have compassion together. That's that's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And you know, uh, along the same lines, social media has done the same thing. Yes. It,
0: yes. Yes. Yeah. Your great I mean, point. You can, great. You can point. paint
1: yourself to look like, I, w- I was talking with some the other day and I said, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 56 mm-hmm. and 57 here in a few months and said so I'm having to catch myself a bit because I I see I'm getting a bit cynical and she said mm-hmm. well is it cynical or is there just a knowing because you've been around a while I said well maybe that's it that was a nice way to put it <laughs> I <laughs> I <can't laughs> I said, thank you So there I'm being hard on myself you know <laughs> the, oh my the thought that came to mind was okay you know in the, the, the online social world you can Five steps to making a million oh dollars and those are the things i 'm like, no, not really, maybe a few people have, and but they've got they're able to grab those five steps because they 're ready yeah they 've done the work yeah that's very, yeah, that's yeah, so I can do something which a lot of people can 't do. I can sit and not feel agitated hmm. I can sit and not feel agitated because i 've done the work
0: right that's yeah beautiful. what um, for for those listening um, you predominantly work with with women is it business leaders or is it any any female out there looking for, for
1: support?
0: <laughs> who is your ideal client and, and how can they best get a hold of you and reach out to you
1: you know my ideal client is somebody who has who has uh, lived a while so they've been on the earth for a few decades for sure yeah. um, I love working with women in business and women entrepreneurs um but because of my, I love business. I have a, you know, 35 years in business. Um, but my, So my ideal client is somebody who is waking up in the morning and possibly thinking, gosh, there must be a better way. They're arriving at the end of the day. They are flipping exhausted, and they're starting to question how they're showing up, and they're tired. And they have a desire to... Uh, as you say, be a, a difference maker. And, you know, so I largely work with women in business, but I had a woman I worked with this summer who was looking for her North Star. She wanted to start a business. Mm. And through our work, she's, she's a mom. She has two young kids. And through our work, she was like, wait a minute, I don't actually have to work financially. I just want to really be there for my kids.
0: Mm. Beautiful. and
1: that's beautiful she's got that's plenty beautiful. of time her north star will come so yes. yeah that's where i'm i'm, I'm about keeping it real not everybody needs to be out there uh hustling and yes. leading yes. hundreds of thousands i honestly to me leadership it's not about uh leading people it's about leading yourself from the inside out mm-hmm. and setting a good example so a really a, a People I admire are people who are really comfortable in their own skin. And to mm-hmm. me, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Which is our superpower, right? It's yeah. our superpower is our ability to take our mask off and yep. show our authenticity, show our vulnerability and and simply just be, be in the yeah. moment, listen. And it's beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, You're it's an very, awesome
0: person. I'm so oh, thank I'm, you. <laughs> Great conversation. <laughs> Um, everyone listening. So we just, Susie and I just met for the very first time we hopped on this <laughs> call and, um, and little did I know we live very close to each other and, and I look forward to connecting with you many, many more times, um, past this, uh, conversation. So thank you so much for joining today. It's been a pleasure having you on.
1: Oh, uh, thank you, Lucas. Yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode, my brothers and sisters, wherever you are around the world, just know that you can go inside and surrender all the fear, get it out of you. Just get grounded in the beautiful power that you have as a human being to go out and inspire people to love people. Even if it's digitally right now, even if it's by proxy, you can text someone, you can give them a call. You can even write a handwritten letter and take a picture of it and send it to them. That's what we're doing in our house. I hope you're inspired. I hope you're keeping your your anxiety levels low, filling your tank with love and joy and inspiration. And if you need to turn the news off, it doesn't do anything but increase cortisol and increase your dopamine hits, which isn't a long-term healthy, successful plan for you well thank you for watching find more information about me at lucasmack.com follow me on instagram facebook linkedin twitter wherever you are on youtube subscribe subscribe to this podcast and share it out this is the time where the golden rule revolutionaries who treat people like people and nothing less can rise up and inspire people and i'm counting on you to go out and be the change you want to see in this world as i am trying to be that for you My name is Lucas Mack. Thank you so much for watching and I'll talk to you on the next episode.